Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sirthos Podcast. Maria and Evan back today with another guest, West Coast guest again. Um, so without further ado, take it away and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Nick Andonopoulos, and I am originally from Seattle, Washington, uh, currently living in the San Francisco Bay Area. I also used to live in Greece for a little while, and yeah, just been doing uh, Greek dance for, for basically since I was a kid, and yeah, so... Awesome. Welcome to the podcast. We're, we're really happy to have you on and um, excited to learn your story. So um, we always start the same way. Um, we want to know, you know, did you come out of the womb dancing or was it something that grew over time? Um, how did you get your start? How are you uh, exposed, introduced to Greek dance, Greek culture, Greek music? And what how did that progress for you what was what were the moments whether was there a defining moment or was it like a, a gradual progression that led you to being so passionate about greek dance all right well uh definitely uh didn't come out dancing dancing uh both my parents are uh first are immigrants from greece so uh they definitely kept the traditions and part of it especially here on the west coast is uh with the church so yep. we're really involved there and just kind of like uh greek school you know we also had greek dance so it was kind of one of those things not that i didn't uh you know greek dance was way more fun than greek school <laughs> <laughs> that may have been a universal one but uh but yeah i think i was about uh second or third grade when we started dancing um for the church uh, saint demetrius uh, and and so yeah so and it just kind of we continued uh in that program we my siblings and i i have two sisters and uh it would just it was just dance at that point it's just something we did as as, as greeks and, and whatnot yeah um uh, so it was kind of more in high school and college you know going through i i really like dancing with you know you spend that time with your friends and you build these relationships and uh and and so you know it was it was very much just kind of like a side thing and uh, when we were living in greece especially uh that this was the uh, the 90s we moved to greece for a little bit uh greek dance wasn't that big of a thing there it almost had kind of like this stigma where it was kind of like oh that's kind of lame this traditional stuff you, you know it's just like uh we did um we were part of a couple groups there but uh, or a group there but it wasn't anything you know too exciting and uh, it just wasn't that uh, what at least has developed today yeah um, uh, in in Greece, with uh, I think there's there's been a big turnaround. So, anyways, uh, so it was kind of in high school where I started to uh, I wanted to kind of get into teaching. So, you know, and it wasn't anything like serious. I started with like these you know little little kids, mm -hmm. and, you, know, <laughs> you know, the traditional Kazabusevico well, and uh, you know just basic like uh basic things 
and slowly was able to progress. Uh, I did for quite some time, third, fourth, and fifth grade. Um, I spent a lot of time there, and that's kind of really where my dancing developed, or oh, that, like, teaching skill, dancing teaching skills developed there. So it was um, it was a lot of fun. Very challenging age because mm-hmm. you've got you know these kids going through growth spurts and. Uh, you know, their bodies don't want to do what their mind tells them and things like that. Not that high school was much different, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, so that, and then I didn't really still take it that seriously. Like we had FDF, so that's where everything kind of was geared to the folk dance festival. Um, yeah. I think you guys have HDF out there on the East coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so yeah. So that was just kind of the beginning. Um, so then we have the turning point, which kind of, uh, it was in between those, it, right before I think I moved from middle school to uh, teaching high school, or it wasn't middle school, it was elementary school to teaching the high school kids at our parish, that uh, things really kind of got got serious for me. Um, I started attending seminars, um, you know, ones in Toronto, as well as in Montreal. And those, I think, were the biggest thing. They really opened my eyes up to kind of the fact that there's so much more to Greek dance than, you know, than I had really. I'd been exposed to it, but I just hadn't, hadn't, it, it just never really hit me. I guess I never really understood it. You know, you mm-hmm. just think like, oh, just do a couple of dances here and there and, you know, have some fun with your friends at Glendy uh, or this or that. But, uh, yeah, the, the the vast amount of uh, culture that's entangled really with uh, with with the dance um, traditions. I mean, it's Greece is is extremely lucky and just so vibrant with mm-hmm. uh, with so many different um, areas and regions and even, you know, within a same little region, you know, village to village that could be a couple kilometers away, maybe not even, uh, you know, they do things differently. And it's, uh, it's just, there's so much to know with one, very overwhelming and, but two also just limitless. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. So, so that's really kind of what, uh, what got me going? Uh, just I started started wanting to learn, you know, all these different areas and all these different uh, details, mm-hmm. you know, that come about. It's just like, oh, I've heard Thracian, you know, that's kind of what I started with. Um, our teachers, I you know, I remember that, and a lot of uh, and a lot of Epidos too. Uh, but you know, there's just so many different styles in Thrace. There's so many different. Uh, music, uh, you know, the musicality, everything, all that is just, uh, just anywhere you go in Greece. So, yeah. When you moved back to Greece, where did you move to? We were in Athens. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And your family is from? So my mother's side of the family is from Corfu, Gekira. Okay. And my dad is from the Peloponsos. Uh, down mm-hmm. in uh, Amayada, so that's West Ionian. I'm an Ionian Greek, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> all right. 
I feel like you're like the first one on our show. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Right? I Actually, I think yeah. So. There think you so. go. We're cutting our teeth with an Ionian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I love that you uh, said and talked about the dance conferences and how that really um, kind of opened up your eyes. I, I think, um, I mean, it really... I feel like that's a defining moment for people. Like when you get that exposure and you see your, your eyes are open and Hey, there's, there's so much more out there. There's all these things that I didn't even know existed. And it really just goes far deeper than what I ever thought it really was. And at that point, people take, you know, the red pill or the blue pill, either you go down that rabbit hole and you you keep exploring and finding all these new things or you're like, yeah, all right, that's cool. All right. Let's dance uh, Omega Vibes Benazzati. But so I I think that's kind of, you know, what we see, what we're hearing a lot when we talk to all these people is like, that's what defines people who just really are moved by this and what, you know, the other people who, all right, they enjoy it, but it's not that. I'd like to, I'll, I'll add to that. Um, I would say FDF really was just the tip of the iceberg. It really, yes, it was a big moment for me, but really the more defining moments I was, like I said, when I started doing the seminars and then I would go to Greece and uh, do se- and uh, take seminars there or go to Panigiria there. That's really where, um, that's really what, uh, that really opened up my eyes to a lot of a lot of stuff the experience that you know because it's just like fdf was one level and this just blew it out of the water you know when you're there with folks up in these little remote villages up mm-hmm. in just uh you know seeing these yadas and papudas uh getting up and dancing or you, you know just people who've grown up and that's that's you know their lifeblood and it's just it was one of the most amazing and beautiful things to to witness and that's really that's really what what got me more interested in you know this uh, i wouldn't call it research but at Mm -hmm. least understanding that you know there's not just you know you know three four regions of greece that you do dances from and and that's it you know i was like oh that's all we have to offer (laughs) Yeah. Was there a seminar that like really jumped out at you or like a memory that you have from something that you attended, whether it was here or in Greece? There, there was one uh, seminar. I think I'll, I'll never forget that one. And it wasn't necessarily the seminar. It was the people that were there. There were the uh, group from Lesbos that came uh, uh-huh. to the seminars in Ipiros with um, Costa Mitzi had done it in Preveza. And we were, it was the night we were in Lilla and it was, Probably one of the most, for me, picture, picturesque um, things that I I had seen. Well, I guess it's it's topped with that one again, uh, and uh, Aidonia, which was up uh, up a village in the mountains. So, so this one in Lilla, these uh, this group from Lesbos went uh or it was it was like three or four o'clock in the morning and they were just at the height of of 
of the cafe, of the dance, everything. They just kept going and going. And, you know, the musicians were done, but they were all singing vocally and like everybody was there and they were just doing their thing. And, you know, I was just sitting there just watching this with a couple other people. And it was one of those moments where like, I couldn't be happy. I didn't have to dance to enjoy it at that point, you know? Um, so, so that was, that was one of them. And then the other was, uh, up in Aydonia. Uh, it's a village in Nipiros there by Preveza. Again, uh, I think it was either a year. I don't remember if it was that same year, but, uh, very well could have been, but that was, you know, the small little village and you have these amazing musicians too. Cause, uh, it was Nico Filippidis playing with his brother mm. and, yeah. just, um, it was just, you know, the, the Glendy started with the priest coming out and, you know, doing the first dance that, cause that's also one of the traditions there. Um, and that just, it was just, uh, an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing point, uh, in my life, I would say that, uh, is unforgettable. And I, I really hope that it can still be something that our younger generation can experience Mm -hmm. But uh, but as things are you know changing, especially now in the world we live in, um, yeah, you know, that's uh, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, it's so funny because I have not made it to that seminar, um, and being friends with Mitzis, he's always like, "I can't believe you're not here," you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I think. One year I was in Carpathos while it was going on and I was like, I get it, but like, I'm stuck on the rock, you know, like I'm like painting the house or doing something like that, you know? Um, but that is on a bucket list for me because I think the area is so, to me, it's very like mystical. Like I, and we talked about this when we talked with Chris King, like I don't view Greece as this like, I mean, Carpathos is mountainous, but it's like dry. It's like Arizona, you know? So I don't see like the lush beauty of Greece that like Preveza is and, and that side of, of the country. Um, so I think just the setting would make you fall in love with like whatever's going on there, you know? And the fact that like at 4 a.m. these people are still dancing and you're like captivated by them is is like very moving. You know, you can't, you can't, that doesn't happen like in no. America. I mean, maybe yeah. it does. I shouldn't <laughs> say that, but I haven't had it happen here in America. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, and I think to to add to that, the along with the dances, that Greece is just, you know, you've got this anywhere you go. There's there's change in the topography, there's change in the geography, uh, geology. That you know, you've got mountains and sea, and then you go, you know, further in towards like in Macedonia, and you've got the plains of Rumluki, and then you go over to you know, this uh, uh, just. just every part of Greece and there's so much everything's so different and people you know have that oh it's like Ceronisi you know the the rock the, the white and blue Sandorini thing you know it's just like there's so much more that let Crete too I mean mm -hmm. goodness talk about an island with everything there um, I remember being blown away there there's a, a basically a rainforest of palm trees <laughs> you know just this forest of palm trees mm -hmm. just like as far as the eye can see and it's just you know like where where else in the world can you travel you know within just a few hours and have that much of a difference in uh it, you know and and it speaks to why the dance why the culture everything 
um, evolved the way it did and, and, and how it did. And the more you get into kind of the music uh, of things and understanding that just because, you know, one, one uh, village has this same music, it's a completely different dance mm-hmm. that thing, you know? So there's, um, that was another thing lately that I've learned more about with uh, musicians because um, I've started uh, getting to know a lot more Greek um, musicians uh, a mm-hmm. lot better and understanding kind of more the history behind and evolution behind uh, behind this whole, um, whether it's traveling bands and or, or just how different instruments came to different uh, parts of Greece and influenced the dance there as well. Oh, yeah. So cool. So cool. It's so funny. Um, I feel like I did not know where you were from in Greece and I would have guessed you were like a mountain man just based on the way you dance you know what I mean like I would have thought you were like like Mitzi's cousin or something like that you know (laughs) I mean you might be (laughs) no no we are we're not family related but we're 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 pretty close Uh, I mean uh, he's he's been one of the definitely one of my mentors and uh, uh, people I I look up to because uh and, and not just not just uh, in dance, but personally too. Just he's he's a great guy, uh, love him to death. Uh, so, I guess we can talk about my other mentors at that point too. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Who are you, who are the people who shaped you? So, um, the first was probably uh, Nico Feodoro. He's Paolo uh, Feodoro's dad, uh, or yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys talked to him. Oh. Anyways, Mm-mm. so Nico was uh, our first teacher really to kind of get us into the group that is, and especially the guys. Uh, he had a real, real way with, uh, with the guys and just we, he helped us really kind of bring out this strength whether it was the song, whether it was the dance and power, that was his, that was his big thing. He's super strict guy, but, uh, but, um, also just, uh, the phenomenal, phenomenal person in general. Uh, honestly, back, it was back in the nineties, they had, uh, the group, um, go to FPF and he was the one who really, uh just like took it to a whole nother level with the bar the, the bar just set the bar real high with um going all out with props and um they just just you know turning turning the performance more into this plethora of stimuli <laughs> i would say you know because you've got like yeah. all these sounds colors and and these movements and i don't want to call it theater but it but um, that may that may kind of touch a little bit on it. Like it was this production there, we mm-hmm. go. and so um, and I think from there, a lot it, it made everybody step up their game in 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 the performance uh, world as far as that goes. And with you know the good and bad with that, um, you know I've talked about that with a lot of people. Uh, you know, as far as this whole competition uh thing but um but all in all you know it's 
if it wasn't for that, I think it would have been, you know, we probably would have still been doing, you know, some taverna suites and, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. <laughs> We've had that Go conversation ahead. numerous times about, you know, the pros and cons of competition and how it drove the conversation, you know, and advanced the conversation to really dive into the, the villages and how it's actually done versus, you know, this is Kalamatiano. This is Zorba. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I feel like we all had in our lives like that moment of like the Zorba moment. We all, we all had, had that. that instructor at some point. Yeah. And we may have been that instructor. <laughs> yeah. Great we departed. Not a lie. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So um, then another one, which at the time, like I had no idea uh really was so influential to me but it was uh also uh lucky enough to have uh yvonne hunt in our uh, parish and she was our teacher for high school for a couple of years um that was i i remember the whole and i and now i've adopted this thing but uh like okay what's our first day what's our second day um and she's like nope you guys are learning the song. He's like, nope, that, that doesn't exist. He's like, there's no village first day. There's no dance first day, you know, dance number three. Like, you're going <laughs> to learn the actual song, the names, where they're from, things like that, you know. And it's just, I think that's also something that our teachers really need to do more of, you know, yeah. and not just like, oh, what's that? Uh, I want to do that one dance, um, you know. It's like, yeah. there's, you know, you can, there's, there's nothing wrong. Just like in school, you know, you're going to learn, you know, things specifically. You should do that with, uh, with dance as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When oh, yeah. the kids say, I want to do that hop, hop, kick dance, or <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> dance. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I want to do the horse dance. Uh, what? <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Another one, the sword dance. Yeah. The basket dance, that one too. <laughs> oh my God. What just popped into my head was um, God, like Yerakina. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh. Thank God that's been retired. Like, I don't well, think that's on the Greek everywhere. festival. Oh no, it's still out I'm, there. I'm sure there are people oh, that are okay. still doing Yerakina. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're listening, I'm not trying to be offensive, but perhaps it's time to move on. <laughs> that's another that's another thing um also i think what makes a big difference for for kids learning especially um these these days is having a variety of music it's yeah. so easy at this point to access other stuff you know but people just use the same recording over and over and over and over it's just you know there's so many great bands out there that have made different versions different recordings you know play it because especially um our kids here in america you know they're not used to these rhythms you know the seven eights the yeah. you know uh uh five eights uh there's even some uh 15 11s and or 15 13. anyways i'm not gonna pretend to know too much about music but <laughs> basically you know like you know what, what do we have in in america you got four four and two four and you know it's it's very standard stuff now you start throwing uh you know 
all these other things and the kids are just lost. And that was another, another thing uh, uh, that I had experienced too, because, you know, when you don't know something, uh, it's, it, it, you know, it can throw you off just a little bit. You think you're like, Oh, I kind of, no, no, there's, there's these, all these subtle details that uh, a lot of people I think miss mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, to the Greek dance stuff. Absolutely. You have these kids who learn a performance, you a set list of songs, and then they go to the Glendy afterwards and the band plays the same song, but with, you know, slightly different tone to it. And like, what dance is this? <laughs> uh, you just did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this, this isn't our dance. Well, <laughs> right. None of them yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that is incredibly important. Really, giving kids the foundation—I mean, not just kids, adults, anybody who's learning—giving the foundation of what the dance is, why it is, how it, how the music's structured, and not just, uh, you know, these are the steps. Follow what I'm doing, and and voila, you're a dancer. <laughs> I think it's important to to be able to pass on that that feeling, you know that that the dance gives or brings out in people you know it's not just about the step it's not just about um having the guessing and, and it's it's you know because all that can be robotic in a sense you know all that can be staged but it's really you know the good dancers it's just you know improv it's uh it's that that the true feeling of 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 the music that that moves your feet for you that's realistically how dance is is created developed you know we so we've talked about this that it's like it's it's hard to you can't teach somebody how to love and build that passion for dance but the best you can do is to demonstrate it to them and hope that they see and are able to grasp what it is that, you know, that's the intangible there. Um, you know, like, so when, when you have, you know, second or third generation kids who didn't get that experience necessarily going to Greece and dancing at Banahidia and like seeing that, you know, 3 a.m. just feeling that complete bliss of the music is surrounding you. You don't even have to be moving your feet, but like you're dancing inside. Like how how do you make that a reality here in America? How how do we how do we get our kids to experience that? <laughs> I'm asking maybe an impossible question, but this is what I this is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing we can we're lucky now we can we can share a lot of uh, resources with video. I think uh, that even though you know you're removed from it you're just watching it you're just you know it's just this camera that's taking you know just this one small segment of time and being able to at least introduce them to that and then the only i mean it's it's all really experiences you know yeah. you can somehow be able to pass that on or get them involved 
in a uh, a bonding experience with that as well. I think that's kind of comes close to it um, because that's really where a lot of us develop. Look at you know the the Kiklaves, a lot of or a lot of the islands really, but um, you know their their dances are more you know small little tight circles because uh, they didn't have a lot of room or whatever it was. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it created, you know, each, a lot of families had like their own bonds and, 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 yeah. and, 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 and that way they, you know, you experience it. Um, you know, I think, and then with this, the, with different events that maybe they can go to, um, uh, you know, and having them just experience what other groups are doing you know maybe that uh that can be another another way to lead that in but uh i know uh seattle one year did bring um a high school group of uh of kids from Leros with their dance teacher and they all came and bonded with these with our uh high schoolers um at the time and it made such a lasting impression. Not only did the, you know, the kids obviously learn about an island that they had pretty much never probably even heard of before, you know, like, oh, just some island in Greece. But, you know, they built, a lot of them built some lifelong friendships um, through that whole thing. And then, you know, being able to kind of live that, now they can, they've been able to experience it so unfortunately i don't know if there's anything we can do here in america other than you know bring when we have that kind of opportunity bring it to bring our kids to that or um you know you just do your best to yeah. to, to pass on that feeling to because there's going to be some kids who are going to really take to it and then there's going to be others that are you know not that interested and that's okay you know, yeah. but for those ones that really, you know, want to dive into it, have a couple of those kids who uh, want, you know, to know more, to learn more, to experience more. And then it just makes you want to give that much more back to them. So it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And uh, to, to watch all that kind of grow and unfold and and because realistically, you know, we want this as dance instructors to you know carry on it's not just about um even for some people who have who do it professionally a paycheck uh, but i think deep down it's really you know this uh, we understand that a lot of stuff is being lost and uh, we need to i feel we have an obligation to yeah. pass this on you know to to continue it it really it really is about um bringing the experience as many experiences to the kids as possible and, and the more we can expose them to those experiences i think really drives the conversation last week at dance we um we decided to end dance a little bit early so that we could show the kids clips of the olympics opening ceremony in greece because oh, nice. i was like i'm standing there talking i'm like wait, how many of you were actually born when the Olympics was in Greece? And like only a few hands went up and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel I feel incredibly old yeah. now. But I'm like, so 
like, so none of you have seen the opening ceremony from the Greek Olympics. Like, no. Like, oh my goodness, kids, you need, you need to experience this. So I, I picked a few moments that really stood out for me um, and played some clips of it. And it was just, I mean, it was just on my laptop, you know, in the middle of gymnasium. So certainly you're not going to get the experience of it, but some of the kids there, I'm just, I'm looking at them and their jaws are dropped and they're just like, how did we not know this existed? How did we not know this happened? And I'm like, please do me a favor. I know it's three and a half hours long, <laughs> but go home, pop this on your TV and watch it because mm-hmm. you'll be hit with so much emotion, knowledge, experience, like the amount of pride and I mean, the depth of the history that they sold, they, they told in that opening ceremony, um, but more so just the way they displayed the pride of Greek culture and dance and traditions and all this stuff. And like, you know, it's a very brief snapshot and summary, but you need to see it. So, wow. That was just like, kids, <laughs> how are you? How was it that long ago? That's a great right yes yeah um yeah it really it is it's all about the experiences and you know like i think about the most moving experiences for me um i mean certainly my travels to cyprus and seeing you know the traditions and culture on display that that definitely lit a fire in me um some of the most amazing moments were just the most unplanned and basic, you know, massive storm hit a festival, knocked the tent out, and we all just went inside into the basement and grabbed instruments and started playing and ended up dancing all night long, you know, small group, totally not what we intended the night to be like. But that to me is one of the most memorable moments because we just felt the raw energy of community and dance and like instruments unplugged everything was natural and we were just uh it sounds it sounds sounds yeah uh, just amazing that's great those are the things i'm like i wish i could just replicate that (laughs) and give that to all of you because i guarantee if 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 kids experience that that would be life-changing yep yep so um let's let's shift gears a little bit um so in terms of areas of greece what um what kind of hits home the most for you what what excites you the most um, in terms of regions or dances what gets you what gets your blood flowing oh geez <laughs> that's a tough one <laughs> you can only pick one no, i'm just kidding oh, i'm no, kidding no like, yeah, that's, that's just not fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I would have to go. A, this is this is going to be very broad, but I like. I would have to go with Northern Greece, okay. um, which which entails all the way from the west to yeah. the east. <laughs> those are those uh, all that whole northern. Let's say even belt and carried over even to Pondos even. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, whether 
whether you've got the Clarino playing or Zurnades and the Liran Dauli, just, I mean, it's, I was always one of those people that if there was music, I was dancing. Uh, just because, you know, and if I didn't know it, uh, it would, I, would, I would want to learn, you know, I'd pop in line at the end of the line. That's another little side note. <laughs> etiquette, please, teachers, teach your students proper etiquette. <laughs> so important. Um, but yeah, just go to the back and like slowly pick it up. And then, you know, later on, like, hey, maybe this would be fun to do with uh, my kids. Or maybe this would be fun to do with uh, some friends and, you know, uh, slowly, slowly do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't. Uh, it's um, I, I couldn't just pick one. I really couldn't. I don't blame you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult question. It's a difficult question. It really question. is. Yeah. yeah. Some people say it's, you know, it depends on how I wake up that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any like region or area that you don't really love dancing? Maybe you just like watching or it just doesn't really like spark joy for you. I, w- I wouldn't really say that I have any. Yeah. That, that, that really do that. Um, because I guess just every, I don't know, maybe I'm just too much of an optimist, but I just see every <laughs> region has its beauty to it, has its fun to it, has its, you know, excitement, even if it's mellow or even if it's, you know, a little more um, reserved. Like, look at the Cappadocian stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, uh, one of the costumes, or excuse me, then the Macias, the the Celes. Yeah. Um, all that just yeah, is just fine with the music and then the way the people the movements just it's just uh yeah i i, I i'm gonna say i like them all <laughs> we can accept that answer yeah. <laughs> that's acceptable <laughs> um in terms of like kind of the the richness of the stories the 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 background of the dances is there something that is there anything that resonates with you um in terms of like the the depth of what the dances mean i would have to with that one i would probably have to say um erotica the that you know and even the water it was a northern um the northern part which is now currently in albania just all all that uh i just feel has so much soul to it you know mm-hmm. so much passion and, and there's a lot of you know pain behind it maybe because i've studied that area a little more so than a lot of the other ones because don't don't get me wrong actually uh you know you've got the catastrophes and my great grandma was actually in uh, Sydney back in 1922 um, and that whole thing so you know there's so much history tragedy that uh, but uh, that that you know every area I think has uh, you know Ottoman occupation all yeah. that mm-hmm. but uh, the the biggest one I think for me would probably be Ethios. Yeah. Really, it is really, really powerful. Has, yeah, that history and 
um, that depth to it. Like I said, the soul. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. I mean, that's a, that's a very common sentiment with people who appreciate Ipiros. Um, I think Ipiros is one of those regions that's kind of polarizing. Either you get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you do get it, it's like it just like grabs hold of you and like digs its claws in and you're just like, yes, take me. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would have to I'd have to agree with you. That and as well as uh I think Ceres too. Yeah. There uh because it's that one's also just I remember being in high school and listening to uh or trying to follow along with the music and it just seemed so out of place and so foreign but now you put on just not in general but like the sereka stuff and i can um you know it's just i'll listen to it all day long i actually was there for apocrius in with yvonne's uh, seminar i think it was 2018 yeah yeah i think it was 2018 and just we were going from village to village and just, you know, Zurna at one after the other, after the other. And it's just like, I, you know, not, I could, I could go all, just kept going, kept going day, <laughs> night, and the, the, the after parties, this and that is just, it, it's just phenomenal. Once something I think gets a hold of you and I think understanding it to um, like, yeah, you know, you just, you just love it. So I know I know a lot of people have uh, their reservations about the Zurna, whether it's you know the Nautsa and the Rumluki, but uh, it's just for me, yeah, it just uh, that's why I think I just love the northern, the northern dances of Greece, the the Ethi and the Ethima that they have. It's just so rich and just I don't know, it's just something captivating from all those places. Yeah. I think you could make the argument too um, that the northern areas have like a lot more flavor than some of the other areas, right? So, like, you know, and and this is coming from someone who's an island person. Like, yeah, there's differences. Like in Godbrothos, they put the bells on their on their bow, and and that's very Dodecanisa, and you see it like whatever. You don't see that in Crete, but it kind of sounds like pretty similar, but. You know, in sort of northern or mainland Greece, you can have like, you know, stuff that you were talking about in Sedes, and then you can have like big brass band that you would like never expect. And then you can like, you have like, obviously when you're on the coast, you have a little bit of like that island influence too. So I think it's just, there's a little bit of more flavor packed in the area than than other areas of Greece. And I think some people might be mad that I said that, but like, <laughs> it's, it's just sort of the way I feel. Like, I mean, I don't know, I think... After a while, like listening to like music from Vodakanisa, I'm like, okay, this is great. It's cool. It's like whatever. But I feel like you can get lost in the music from Ipiros. Like if I need to like really study um, and, and really do work, like I'm, I have like Ipirotica going because I'm not necessarily like lost in the lyrics. It's more like the measure of the music that's like pushing me to get stuff done, you know, which is, I mean, if it helps me make it through my doctoral program, like sold you know my neighbors probably think i'm crazy when they start hearing like all this stuff coming out of my condo but whatever it works um so speaking of seres and and everything like that talk to us about your favorite traditions favorite traditions hmm. well one one that uh 
I recently discovered him recently in the past five years. Uh, didn't really, yeah. It was the in uh, Rumluki, <clears throat> they do um, on the Saturday of Lazarus the Lazarines, and it's one of the uh, uh, so it's extremely colorful. They're the the they're young girls. They get dressed up um, with. <clears throat> they still do this even to present day. Um, in you know the traditional um, uh, clothing, and then they have these headpieces that they put fresh flowers just all over. And uh, I was lucky enough to be able to do that one year with um, at FDF. Uh, oh wow! And I ended up doing. Oh Lord, I was up at like five or like six in the morning and started and I did all the the uh the headdresses I can send you a picture but uh but the girls just looked phenomenal they danced beautifully and it was just it so it's so vibrant and colorful and just that tradition so what they do is they go around to all the houses and sing songs and collect money for the village similarly one that also I really enjoy is the Rogatsia which is done in Christmas which is the boys and um they have they go around basically dancing and collecting or originally it was to collect money for you know the church to uh rebuild it or to, when they needed to build a new church or something uh, mm -hmm. something like that um, uh, very 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 uh just rich uh is the i think is the best best uh best way i could describe it and just yeah i mean i've I haven't taken part in uh, in these, but um, but just from even just the videos and stuff like that, that's uh, got to be some of my 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 favorite. Did you guys use real flowers at FDF? No, no. Okay, I good. Not I'm like, that's flowers. extra stressful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine yeah. if they like die. <laughs> no, because we had to use them two days exactly. So I was uh. like, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work with the real ones. So. All right. <laughs> But another another fun one again. We did this at FDF, and then when I went to the seminar with um, Yvonne, was the babuyeri um, that they do there during Akpokrius. And so the this, this two years ago when I went, I just didn't understand like how many different types were there were, you know. Mm -hmm. And now like again, little village going from village to village, it's something you know they're they're really completely different. You know, you've got these ones, they're all typically have like a larger headdress, but I mean, some of the places like it was just kind of like, it was more simplistic other places, like super vibrant and, and colorful, long, uh, fat, you know, uh, very, mm -hmm. very, very, uh, very cool. Um, and just very stimulating too. uh, just everything and, and loud. That's the other mm -hmm. thing. They've got a lot of bells, and so that was uh, that's kind of like the other end of, uh, of those, uh, yeah, the tradition that, uh, yeah. You know what I think about, and this is like kind of weird to me, but it's very fitting of me to think about this. Is like, where do people store these these things? You know what I mean? So like those, I'm going to call them costumes, and and for lack of a better word, right now, but like. 
imagine like walking into somebody's house in Ceres or whatever and you like open up their closet or like whatever and you just see like these giant animal skins and and bells hanging like and what sort of makes me think about this is I found my cousin in Greece sent me a picture of my yeah she's probably even she was definitely younger than than my age now um in a costume that is sort of extinct on the island it was like the original like lower horia costume and um when the italians came in you know things changed a little bit and i'm like i wonder where that is like but it was it literally looked like a dress so like you could put it in your closet but i'm thinking about you know people who have these like massive costumes like even on skiros they have something kind of similar like where does it live? You know what I mean? And I feel like these are the things that nightmares are made of. So if kids from Sedes probably have nightmares of these things until they like realize what they realize are. what they actually were. It's like, oh, okay. right. It's not the right. bula in the closet. Exactly. Exactly. That's terrifying. It's scarier than Halloween stuff in America. If anybody knows the answer to that, I would love to know. This is a question that's going to keep me up at night. I'm just like, yours is quite more serious. And mine is like, where the heck do people store this stuff? <laughs> Anyway, a little bit of levity on a Sunday night. (laughs) Um, So Nico, any other thoughts? So I loved when you said like Greek dance teachers, like teach your kids about joining the end of the line. Are there any things that um, really are like your go-to, like what people need to teach or what you feel like people aren't teaching? Kind of like a list of I forget, we had a guest on yesterday and I can't remember what he called it, um, but it was like his like list of things not to do or, or whatever in Greek dance. Any other things that like really? The biggest thing is, and I get it, it's the misinformation. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there that it's easy to, you know, uh, to find garbage. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but that's the case. So, um, especially now, but even, you know, it doesn't, most Greeks speak English. Uh, Greece is one of the highest English speaking countries in the EU. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not going to have a problem. I've got Google translate, things like that. Like do your research as far as find reputable sources mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, and take things with a grain of salt, you know, not everybody knows everything. Uh, you know, no, I shouldn't say that. It's very hard to find somebody who quote unquote knows everything. Yeah. It, and it really, realistically, it doesn't exist. So there's going to be people who specialize in certain areas and there's going to be those same people who claim, you know, that, oh, I can also do this or also do that. Um, just, yeah, and they might they might know way more than pretty much anybody else. Uh, look for books. That's a big thing for me. Um, you know, if somebody's written a book, um, that has a lot to do with uh, you know how serious they are with the research. If it's just kind of a nine to five, and I'm just trying to make some money, and you know, uh, because there are some people who just kind of see this more of a job rather than. Um, as, as something that is, uh, you know, tradition and special that uh, that 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 needs to be passed on. Um, so so definitely, you know, reach out to different people, ask a lot of questions, ask different people different things. Um, you know, so so that's that's the biggest thing I can say is 
you know, keep keep your options open when it comes to teachers, uh, you know, and mm -hmm. if you don't, uh, and, and, and it doesn't hurt to, you know, try someone new uh, from time to time, because a lot of the younger generation, which is kind of what I was, uh, what I had briefly touched on in the beginning is, you know, there was a big falling out for the cultural stuff and uh, with dance in in Greece a while back and mm -hmm. it had a big revival and now there's you know Siloji everywhere there's dance um, dance groups all over Athens all over Greece doing you know different things some of them are great some of them are not so great you know mm -hmm. so um yeah. so so it's 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 and it's a lot of these younger kids too now that are coming and realizing oh you know there's important stuff I want to really dive into it and help pass it on so um so yeah i've definitely met some younger uh teachers and researchers that are i would say better than some people who have been doing this for you know 30 years even mm -hmm. but uh you know but again take things with a grain of salt absolutely <laughs> i think a good point is like it's one thing to research but then to be able to translate that research is an art you know, it's so like you can, you can take in all this information, but if you can't translate it and teach people um, what you've learned, you know what I mean? It, it's difficult to do that. And some people are more like repositories. They take everything in, but they can't spit it out in a way that people can comprehend. They're sort of like at that super high level, um, you know, so it's just, it's just difficult I've, to do that. I've had, I've had a teacher like that before where like, he knew a lot of stuff, but his teaching was just he just really wasn't a good teacher you know yeah. um the knowledge up here was huge but mm -hmm. being able to translate that and pass it on and give that like we were saying with evan before that feeling you know that 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 uh that passion you know that's that's also really um i think what makes a makes a good teacher you know when you can relay that when you can share that with uh, with your students um it will it will take them to a whole nother level yeah absolutely i think i mean and when we talk about researchers and research it's really i mean there there's there's an incredible importance there that when you're doing research it's not just oh i saw this dance on a video or i saw this dance in the village and now i'm an expert on it because unless you can really understand the context of the village the life how that dance fits in are you really are you really getting into the the, the meat of it because this is something that I've, I've talked about with other people is you you see a dance you know done by this person in the village on such and such date, does that reflect the integrity of that dance, the entirety of that dance? Um, or is that just one person's interpretation of it? It's, it's a very small snapshot in time. And to really understand the full nature of the dance, I feel like you need to see the exposure of, okay, well, this is how Yanni does it. This is how Yorgo does it. This is how uh, Vasily does it. You know, and what, you what know, Yanni's what about the 50 women? years old. Well, of course, the women too. We're talking about a men's dance right now. 
Oh, okay, sorry, I missed that. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> I'm just like, kidding. <laughs> there's generational things to consider. I mean, you, you know, if Yanni's 60 years old and Vasily's 20 years old, okay, well, you know, Yanni learned this dance a long time ago and he does it a little bit different, you know, but it's evolved over the years. And, you know, that that really makes it the conversation a little bit more difficult when you say, okay, there isn't one, there isn't only one perfect way to do every dance. Every dance is very fluid and, you know, it's changed over time. It, so that's another, that's another thing that's kind of a double-edged sword is the evolution of dance. Um, you know, there's, there's the good and the bad to that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, whether this one person did it and you try to mimic it or things change because uh, look at, look at a lot of the, uh, the islands in, in Leros, um, specifically, there's always a man in front and at the end, always. Yeah. It had like that's their thing. Now, you know, um, or or women uh, dancing at the front of the line in other parts of areas. You know that now that's 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 okay. Things have changed, but you know if we were to stick to that, no, we have to do this. This is the traditional way. This this this. That's dance has always evolved over time. And uh, it's something that I've I've studied and uh, and really um, been able to kind of verify just you know from talking to different people and even in other cultures too. We're not just talking about you know mm -hmm. Greek dance. It's uh, it's something that that we um, that we can't ignore, and uh, you know we just have to do our best to find that I think middle ground. Yeah. I mean, it becomes so almost like an ethical debate. Like what's the, what is the right way to teach? Are we teaching from a certain time period of Greece and representing that, or are we teaching, you know, because certainly, you know, things do change. They will continue to change. We, you don't want to lose the traditions. You don't want to lose the storyline. I think that's almost equally as important. If you can teach, okay, this is how the dance started out and this is how it's evolved. And you really say like, okay, traditionally a hundred years ago, this was the structure and the men, it was men only, but you know, as time progressed, 50, mm -hmm. 60, 70s, then women were allowed to dance, you know, on the back half. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, well, now this became a woman's dance. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or the men were not, um, yeah. they were men, at war, men wanted you know? To be like, I, you know, I want to dance this dance with the women and yeah. they, they can, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing right. wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so thinking about things changing, and we can kind of um, talk about your thoughts on how COVID and how the pandemic um, may or may not influence dance in Greece or Greek dancing in general. That's a, yeah, that's um well, right now, as far as, you know, West Coast, I don't know of any uh, dance groups dancing. Um, so like that right now, everything's just come to kind of this screeching halt. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that, you know, as things are getting better and opening up that we're going to see, you know, because as I was talking with another friend of mine, I was just like, I just miss, you know, going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know, getting together with some friends and dancing, you know, uh, we missed Easter last year with that whole thing. Luckily, we had a, we got 
we got uh, a little a little some something in February when we had FDF. So that was mm-hmm. that was uh, that was really the last time um, I I danced, and then I was able to go to Greece this past summer. You know, but everything was you know locked down, and uh, there's you know all the funny media got canceled. Everything's you That's know crazy. from TV. Um, you know, people people are still doing seminars there um, virtually. So, mm-hmm. but I do know that a lot of people are eager to get back, and you know, stuff just keeps kind of getting postponed. I think it's going to come back, and or not. I think it's obviously coming back, but uh, I think also because it's it's one of those things you know when you haven't had it for so long, there's going to be a real big explosion of the things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping this summer it's going to be like, I don't know where to go because there's going to be here and there's going to be here and here and I want to go to this and this and yeah. So, um, yeah. so it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be um, hopefully, you know, a nice big, uh, nice big celebration again, just like it was, but uh, there's no way to know. Really? I feel like we need to invest in ice packs and like ankle braces and all these things because we're gonna when we're allowed to dance again we're gonna be we're just all gonna be dancing so much gonna, my back my legs oh I can't move and we're all a year older let's not forget like we've all had a year kind of sitting on our tails I mean I don't know and working and busy but. I think it's kind of also been a good thing uh, in in the sense that there's been a lot of people that have been able to focus more on whether it's learning more in-depth stuff, you know, whether uh, completing research and uh, and, and, and really uh, mastering, um, you know, an area or, or you know, otherwise yeah. you wouldn't have really been able to have had the time because I personally know I, I was able to go through a lot of my uh, library and organize a lot of stuff um, and files and whatnot to just be like, oh my gosh, yes, I have this. You know, there's certain things that you completely forget about or, oh, I have time. I'm, I, I've always wanted to, you know, like break this dance down or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, look more into something about this. And this, is, this gave us that, that breather, if you will. To, uh, to be able to do that. So um, so I, I feel like we should see some, there, there's some good quality that uh, should have come from this whole thing. Right. A good positive, a good positive. Um, are you teaching now? Well, obviously not now, but um, since you've moved to San Francisco, are you like with the community and teaching at all? I am not. No, mm-hmm. not currently. I've, uh, it just, it, it kind of fell in this gray area where mm-hmm. I started talking with some some people and I've uh, made you know friends down here and other teach uh, relationships with other uh, instructors and stuff down here so um, there's been talks and then all of a sudden you know everything just came to a screeching halt but yeah. uh, but you know uh, God willing we can yeah. uh, come back from this whole thing and and once stuff opens up uh, I'd, I'd love to be teaching again so awesome nico thank you so much for being here tonight um we appreciate it i know you have a busy schedule and thank you for making time for us it was great um so if you all liked this episode please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating and we will be back next week with more Oh, God, no.